Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Talk of the Town podcast. Yes, you heard that right. This isn't a post-match, this isn't a pre-match. This is me and Matty Carrington sitting down talking some Dunstable Town. Matty, how are you, my friend? It's good to be back. Uh, first of all, it's probably my apologies that we haven't done a full show. I've been moving house. Uh, a lot of changed in my life has changed a little bit over the last month or so, mate. But good to sit down and talk some Dunstable, buddy. How are you? Absolutely, though. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. It's great to be back. I'm really pleased about this. Uh, yeah, I'm not so bad. Uh, always nice to to be uh, sitting down after a nice uh, victory for the for the Blues uh, with a nice post match pint. And uh, yeah, how about yourself, you finished playing Dodgems? Uh, yes, for those that those that might have seen, I think just before the Crawley Green game, I was on my way to do my radio show in uh, Luton and decided just to spin my car into the barriers up near the. Uh, M1, uh, 11A, for those that know where it is. Um, suffice to say, I've seen a lot more cars in there. It's an absolutely really, really dangerous bit of road, mate. But yeah, I finished playing Dodgers. Glad to be back <laughs> podcasting. Um, three wins on the bounce now for our Dunstable yes, Town, mate. Matty. Uh, we, me and you sitting here on Saturday night, half past seven. We've just beaten Potton 2-0. Um, has this team turned a corner in the new year, do you think, mate? Is this now the Dirk said in his post-match uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago that, you know, why can't we go on like a 14, 15 game unbeaten run? Is this us turning the corner, mate? We won, you know, I don't want to want people to come at us again like when we beat Leighton last year. Oh, you've already said you've won the league. No. <laughs> Just, you know, it's nice to win three games in the bounce. We've played Definitely. well, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good to see. In your opinion, have, have we kind of turned the corner as we turn into the new year? I am hoping so, mate, honestly. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we went through a bit of a spell where we hadn't won for a couple of weeks, where, in fact, I, I think it was between October the 16th and and then uh, Crawley game. However, when you're considering that, I think there was only like four, maybe five games that was played in that two and a half, uh, one and a half, maybe two months. Um, it wasn't all as doom and gloom as what people were thinking. Uh, it's great to obviously uh, get the lads out there and get some matches in, into their legs. Um Got some great uh, new signings coming through as well in Will and uh, Ezra. Unfortunately, they're both injured for today. But I think them coming in and giving a bit of oomph to the old, to the squad has actually allowed everybody to almost have a bit of a, a positive approach towards the game rather than uh, beforehand. Maybe uh, you never know, but you kind of you wonder if the heads were down a bit because confidence was uh, an issue. I think uh, having the, the couple of games where we've won, fingers crossed, as as uh, Carl says we go on a, a bit of a run. I mean, 14 games unbeaten. Yeah, I'll take that. Especially <laughs> if it means beating real next week. We've well, got real Bedford back to back Tuesday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Um, where do you, how do you think we coped with like there was a little transition of players? We have had a few players, like the new players that have come in and some have already left. And how do you think it was just Joe trying to find that and Joe Dirks and Anthony? Everyone just trying to find that little balance. I mean, you don't know till you try things. Obviously, we brought in Jake. Uh, we brought in a few others. Player, we brought in Manny. You know, some of them, have, you know, hasn't worked out of the club and players. Yeah. And Joe, Joe was really frank and honest about that in in, in his post, like post match in his interviews. He said, "Look, some players are going to come and some players are going to go. Some players are fitted in, and he's always been about you need to be the right player for the group. You know, you could be yeah. the best player in the world, but if you're an absolute 
idiot off the pitch, then you're not going to fit into this group. And if you don't, if you don't go along with the Joe Dini, like the work ethos and the ethos that he's got on the training pitch, on the match day, before games, after games, it's, you know, it's, this isn't your normal, how can I say, like step five kind of football team. They run this like this is a seven day a week football team. Like, you know, yeah. it's run as a professional outfit. Do you think we kind of had to go through that transition of a few players coming in and us trying different formations and different players just to get to kind of where we are now? Yeah, it's a, it's a decent shout. Uh, what I find quite interesting is the fact that the the players that obviously were, were in the program today have that they have now left the club. And good luck to them. You know, I, I never. Do you know who? Do you, just for the listeners, do, do we know? So it was Jake Anthony. Uh, yeah, Jake Anthony has gone back to um, Harpenden. Uh, then there was Manny, and then there was Kyan uh, Kyan Cope Chase. Um, I think. Each of those were decent players. Um, obviously, Anthony got uh, you know twenty plus goals last season. So the fact that he obviously missed that clanger of a penalty this season, that, you know, it doesn't mean that he is a bad player. But with the likes of Esri coming in, and obviously Webby really starting to find some vein, a rich vein of form, um, he's going to struggle for game time, and, and that's being candid in that. Um, because who who would you leave out to put Jake in? And uh, I like Jake; he trained well, but um, he obviously he he didn't unfortunately take his chances uh, and get more than just his one goal, which is a shame. But it's given the the other players the opportunity to do so. What I really find interesting though is those three players. Obviously, I've just re- reeled off. They're all new additions to the squad for this season, and it, it might have given those players who are with us uh, already a bit of a shot in the arm of actually, no, no, I am better than these players that uh, Joe wants to bring in and maybe uh, have increased their performance by 10, 20%. You never know. And I mean, it mm. goes to show that, you know, the, the main core of the squad is still the main core of the squad that we had this time last season. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of look at it. Yeah. You, I think you make a really good point there. Was it like the shot on the arm that some of the lads needed? And I, and, and, and I don't mean that disrespectfully or anything, you know, it, it, it's just the way the football is. Joe might have thought, look, you know, we were on a little bit of a, you know, we'd play really well for one game and then we might lose two and then we'd play really bad for another game. And then we you know, we'd play well for a half. And it, it, that inconsistency, I know for a fact, doesn't sit well with Joe. And Anthony and Dirks and everyone else involved in that. And just everyone involved in Dunstable Football Club, that inconsistency doesn't sit well, uh, especially with like, with, a, with a Joe Dini side. So do you think it like what you like you say, it was a case of let's just try and freshen it up. And I think I think you're right. I think that the, the, the new lads that have come in and albeit some of them have gone and some are still here. I think the current group have gone, hang on a minute, maybe we do need to up our game. Because Joe said to me many times and he said on podcasts and I'm not saying anything that he hasn't said. I heard him do a few interviews with you when, I, when, I was, when I've been away moving and stuff. He said he thinks some players may be getting too comfortable. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think I mean if you look at that I mean if you look I was chatting to I was chatting to a student Harry Beaumont's dad and he said look when he was out the side he you know he was out for a good four or five weeks and you look at players yeah. like Rory now he's been sitting yeah. on the bench and Rory come on today I thought against Potter and I thought it's he was great. tremendous he had a little Absolutely. cameo and I thought yeah. he didn't put a foot wrong it, is that what it's needed maybe at somewhere like like Dunstable where they do need that little hang on a minute you're not guaranteed to bloody play every week just because you mm-hmm. we had a I think. Do you think it's more that the fact that we had a relatively good season last year, albeit we didn't get to where we wanted, we failed literally on the last game of the season. And it was a kind of out, it was out of our hands the game before that. Obviously, we went over to Stockfold and it was out of our hands. 
do you think that's now a, a case of the players thought, oh well, we you know we got close to the playoffs last year. We'll just turn up this season and we should be all right and we should make the playoffs. So you know, and I don't mean again, I don't mean that horribly. Do you just do you think that might be in a mindset from the players at the start of this season, going, well, you know, we should be all right. We'll make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, halfway through it, Joe's gone. Oh, hang on a minute. You're, we're not fucking guaranteed anything in life. Joe says that to me all the time. You, you know, you could play bottom of the league, you could play top top of the league. You're not guaranteed anything. Do you think that was a mindset that you had to kind of change at the club? Uh, possibly. I think it might be uh, also to do with the fact that uh, there's a lot of football that's played nowadays. When you think that Sellers now, for example, he's nearly on his 100th game. And he's only played mm, he's only been yeah, a short two full seasons for yeah. us. It's a lot of games. And yeah, I know you know, people say, oh, you know, they're, they're young. You know, you should try doing a proper job, etc. But yeah, it's They a all lot do of fo- proper jobs and then Absolutely. play football. It's, it's a lot of football to fit into the day job and everything like that. And when you think of people like Tolu, who's having to travel down from Leicester and you know, uh, Dunny, when he's fit, he has to come up from Twix. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, extra pressures on them uh, and maybe it's a little bit of tiredness a little bit of jadedness I, I'm not sure it's but as you say now that like Rory's come back and um, you know there's a few others that have had a bit of a rest and have uh, had to bide their time and um, do the hard work on the the training pitch and prove their place since they've come back they've they've been head and shoulders I, I mean Harry for example as you say yeah he's been one of my best players this season since he's come mm. back. And there was one or two games that, you know, at the start of the season, maybe he wasn't yeah, as good as he was last season. But since his little break, yeah, honestly, I, I don't, beyond players like Tolu and Diller, not, I can't think of many other players that, you know, is um, really pushing for, in my opinion, the player of the season. Beyond As Harris. we sit here in January, do you think now that obviously, you know, we always say get through this Christmas period and then we move into January. Do you, How are you assessing where we should go now as a club? Dirk's made the statement of we need, we could win 14 games. I think Joe kind of sees, he still sees the inconsistencies of where we are as a, as a football team. Where are you now just as a as a fan? I mean, we we talked about it loads today. I mean, me and you talk, and we even admitted, and Joe even said, if we play like we maybe did first half today, yeah. if that Dunstable Town turns up against Real Bedford, Real Bedford, sorry, we could be three or four nil down at half time. Mm-hmm. If the Dunstable Town that we've been seeing in the second half of games turns up, then we're going to give anyone in this game a league, uh, mm-hmm. anyone in this league a game. So where are you now with what we should be looking to achieve for the season? Is it the Head to the tra- we've got it now this season. We've got the traditional playoffs, so yeah. none of this. We play the team from the league above or the league below, or go to some farmers market league. I don't know who they. I don't know how the hell they figured that out last year. But <laughs> where are you now as a fan? Where you think we're, what we should realistically achieve this season? Because what we done this last year, me and you, what our head thinks and what our heart thinks <laughs> might be two different things. But we see here in January having won three games on the bounce. Not nothing to get carried away about. But mm-hmm. realistically, what do you think we should be doing now this season? Well, I still think we uh, should be pushing for the playoffs. I mean, as as a club, you know, the the committee, we're, we're all working towards obviously trying to get out of this league in the right direction. And um, yeah, it's don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here thinking, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we just need to turn up every week and um, the yeah, we'll just get collect the three points and then we'll we'll roll up at the at the end of the season for the the playoffs. Uh, I think obviously winning the league is. Maybe a little bit beyond this, considering the form of uh, Real Bedford. I think they're, as Jay says, they're probably the best team that he's seen. He said that uh, today in his post match. He's like, "Look, we're Absolutely. gonna 
how much of a test do you think it'll be this obviously Tuesday? We played them in the cup. In the I know you made the announcement on the tunnel today. What was it the Glad what, what cup? Yeah, they, they said the prestigious Dudley Latham Trophy. The Dudley Latham, yeah, I'm sure the finals played at Wembley Stadium, right? I'm <laughs> guessing that's where. I'm guessing that's where. <laughs> More like Wembley down the, the road. Wembley down the Bell Farm, yeah, yeah, probably that one. But um, yeah, you, this will be a good test for us, right, Matt? Because like I just Agreed. said a minute ago, if the first half today, Dunstable Town turns up. Even me is, you know, I love this club to death. If we play like we did first half, and Joe even admitted it, we'll get turned over. We, there's only so many teams you can do what we've done first half today and get away with it. And Joe even said, like, we're looking at the Leverstocks, the Bulldogs. You know, it's kind of a free hit on Tuesday and Saturday. Yeah. I genuinely believe, though, if we turn up how we can turn up and we play how we play, we can beat any team, step five, step four, I, I genuinely believe that. How important is this these next two games against Real Bedford? So to kind of gauge where we are, Matt. Yeah, I think you're right there. We, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to see where we are compared to the top sides. And as I said, they're, they're, they're the they're team that's going to be going out. They're kind of Champions League elect at this current time, unless somebody goes drastically peak-tong with uh, Bitcoin over the next couple of months. So I think they're kind of a shoo-in for winning it. But um, what I find really interesting is the fact that uh, it's now, what, January the the, the 13th, 13th. And, and we're yet to play them. And yeah, okay, we've got the, the cup game on Tuesday, but we're yet to play them home and away. We're yet to play um, MK Irish home and away. So, you know, yes, there's some tough games, uh, tough four games in against those two clubs, but I'm, I'm kind of actually quite glad that we haven't played them so far, because I, I honestly think if we played them when we were going through a bit of doldrums, um, we might get got battered a bit. But with the renewed confidence of the, of the players and the club and the enthusiasm that's going through everyone at the minute, I think it should be a good uh, challenge. Um, do I think we we're going to go to uh, Real Bedford and win? Well, yeah, of course I do. I'm a Dunstable Town fan. You know, at the end of the day, if I didn't uh, want to support my team, I'd, I'd go off and watch some. A two-bit club uh, down the road, but <coughs> I have seen Dunstable. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I have uh, but... In my <laughs> but I have, um, you know, I I do have a bit of hope, and and you know, in what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, that uh, yeah, we do go out and we do show ourselves to be a threat to them, um, because you know, th- there's not there's no one, um, there's no thing that sorry, there's there's nothing that is guaranteed in this game, so. We could go out and absolutely blow, blow them away on uh, next Saturday. And, you know, some of our uh, games that we've played over the past two years, you know, you think of when we lost in uh, in the League Cup against Moulton and then we come out and played oh. against Enfield in the FA Vars. And on the Friday night, yeah. Them. Um, you know, you, you never know with a Joe Deeney team. He's, well, you do know with a Joe Deeney team because he's, he's always there to try and do his best for the club. And, yeah. Uh, I, I do hope that we go up there next week. Uh, it's, it's no guarantee, but why not? At the end of the day, you know, it's 90 minutes of football. It, it, just because they are at the top doesn't guarantee that they're going to come out and, you know, have a, a really good day at the office. Everyone is entitled to a bad day at the office. They've already lost this so far this season. You know, they're not invincible. No. Do you, do you think this has been the toughest test? that Joe's faced since he's been at Dunstable uh, and Anthony and everyone and the coaching team. Because, you know, we we went through last season where we we come so close and, you know, the lads put in a tremendous effort near the end of the season. And then we come into this season and we've probably had some of the, we've had some really bad injuries at, at, at wrong times. You know, you think, like you say, Dunny 
out injured. Yeah. Ethan's been out injured. We had Gaza Crilly. He was out for a good while. We had we had Alfie on the sidelines. Obviously, we're missing Davo. Um, yeah. All season, all season, he got injured. Um, pre-season, and you know, just a freak accident against one of his yeah. own teammates. I mean. How much of a test do you think this has been for Joe? Because albeit, you know, we haven't played great, but the, the circumstances that have gone against us, I think any team would kind of struggle to to cope with what we've had to cope. And, and now we're kind of, you can see now when we've got all our lads fit and back on the pitch, you can kind of see that the, the team that we are, you know, we've got, oh, we haven't got Davo back yet, but we've got, we've got Crilly back. We've got Alfie pretty much on the pitch all the time. Harry Beaumont's back. He's banging form right now. You know, so we're kind of getting there. How much of a test do you think this has been for for Joe off off the field and on the field this season? Uh, well, I think he's made reference to it in the past that he's faced adversity in the past, and um, it hasn't faced him. Yeah, this is is a bit of a tough season for him in terms of unluckiness with the the injuries that have happened, but. Um, I still think he's, uh, you know, well, he's always been for me the, the man for the job yeah. and the one that uh, will push us forward. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's been challenging, but, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that he has any less, oh, sorry, we have any less confidence in him uh, at this moment compared to last season. Mm. Yeah, last season was great. You know, we went in the Vars uh, quite far. We pushed it right to the end. But, yeah, this season's been a lot harder, in my opinion, in terms of the Why do you think that is? meant that there's a lot more clubs at this current time who's really pushing for it because they see mm. this as the real season where they might be able to sneak within the playoffs. Um, and the standard you know, and the league's up. gone up this season, Matt. I've I've kind of noticed, like like me and you say this all the time. We've been watching non-league. You mean you pretty much our entire lives. Do you think the standard? We're looking at step five now, obviously. But do you think the standard uh, in our league? Has gone up because it's not some games you see, you're not seeing barnstorming games, don't get me wrong. But the, gone are the days of like, you take real Bedford out of it, but gone are the days of long that have gone right. They're going up, they're doing well. I mean, you look at our league, and on the day, pretty much every, Joe's always said this anyone could give anyone a game at step yeah. five. Gone are the days of there's M3 or four, they've got that budget, they're going to win the league, they're going to walk away with it. I think now, even looking at this season, because we come off the high, again, I, I go back to it, we come off the high of last season and then we come into this season full of confidence and everyone's, me and you done it and we've all done it. I'm like, yeah, I want to go out and I want to win the league. Yeah. When you sit here in January and you're kind of like, actually, do you know what? The standard in this league isn't, it's quite close. I haven't, there hasn't been many games. All right, we went away at Biggles Wade and we had a bit of a disastrous night. Apart from that, there hasn't been many games when I've gone, wow, you know, this, there's, there's a golf here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, are you seeing that at, at, at this level? Someone that's watched Dunstable for a number of years, are you seeing that this year? Yeah, I mean, I, it was an interesting question. Though. So I, I saw on Twitter earlier on somebody put a message. Joe Sweeney, who is a, obviously he's won this league as a manager mm-hmm. in the past, um, he put that it's quite interesting this season that there wasn't a single Spartan representative in the FA Vars anymore. You know, all the Spartan clubs are out. And does that show that? The, the league at this current time is um, substandard to where it was. And, yeah, I saw a couple of uh, derogatory comments towards some of the clubs, which you know, I didn't really agree with. But um, it was, I think, Chris Blunden who who mentioned that because of the playoffs, there are uh, more clubs, as I said earlier, that, that are willing to, to uh, try and get that little bit of extra talent to, to get into the playoffs. And I think he's bang on. Um, there's Good, good player lot- at all, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I like this. <laughs> <Good laughs> a bit player, of a character player. on Twitter. He's a character. He's great on Twitter. 
but yeah, he's got a point. There are a lot of players at his current time who should be playing step four, in my opinion, maybe even step three, uh, that are coming down to uh, the Spartan level just because I think they do, they are willing to get the extra five ten bob that they they need to to just enjoy their football. Mm. Um, so yeah, I do think the status has improved. Uh, do I think Leighton would walk away with it if they were in this league this season? No, if I'm being honest with you, I think it'd be a massive scrap between them, us and a few others um, as to who would actually go up. I think they'd really struggle in this league this season, if I'm honest. And that's no um, you know, detriment to, to Leighton because you know, they are doing well in step four. But um, I think you could take the top 10 in the Spartan League and put them in step four. And they'd cope. They'd kind of be at mid-table, pushing maybe towards the playoffs. It's It just goes to show how different this league is compared to three or four seasons ago. Mm. Matty, just a quick question as well. How are Dunstable Town uh, off the field right now? Um, I'm hearing a lot of like good things. We're putting out some good announcements. We're still doing some great work in the in the community. How is uh, how are things off the field for for Dunstable Town? The gates seem to be going up. I mean, we had yeah. a good, really good crowd today. It always helps when Luton aren't playing. If they could play yeah. every Friday, I know the Lutons won't want to hear this, but if you could play every Friday, that'd be really, uh, that'd be really handy. <laughs> Friday or us. Sunday, yeah. Friday or Sunday, please. Uh, but yeah, how how are things shaping up off the club, mate? Because you know we're we're slowly turning things around on the pitch and we're going in the right direction. How are we looking off the pitch, mate? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good incentives going on by the club at this current time, and it it fills me with pride to be involved in the only. Uh, community club in Dunstable, I have to admit. Um, it's it's nice to see the walking football is uh, gathering pace. We're we're getting some more volunteers in from um, from uh, Luton University, so Bedfordshire University. Yeah, as I saw well that as this week in the WhatsApp college. group. We've got some college guys coming yeah. down. They can do some vlogs and do some filming Absolutely. and make making a mini documentary, if I'm right, about the mighty yeah. Dunstable town. Exactly, and and that's the thing. It's you know, yes, it's nice for the guys to um, for the, the club to be allowing these people to come in. And uh, you know, give them open door policy, but it's it's also good for us because it gives us any uh, good exposure um, in the wider world. It's it's really good to see. Um, but yeah, then obviously we're having we're still doing our loneliness groups and our um, chums and crumbs um, every week. So yeah, there's there's so much going on off the field. Um, you know, to make everyone who's associated with Dunstable Town really proud to be associated with them. Mm. Do, how do we plan like at non-league football i mean i know we've kind of we've touched on this before how how far do you plan as a, as a club I, I i was chatting to the um when we we're over at was it where we were sawbridgeworth and we got kind of chatted like their committee guys over there and you know that we were talking about how clubs and non-league clubs are, have been coping since like the pandemic how Ooh. do where dunstable town look because you you make no bones about it. You want to get out of step five as much as as much as I do. But how yeah. much of the how much of that thinking and goes into the planning of where realistically you want the club to be in two, three seasons time? We all sat around a table uh, last weekend at the away game. Me, you, Julian, and Neil, and you know we were talking about AstroTurf pitches and getting them mm. in Quincy Park. And 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 for us to move the club forward, that's something that, in my opinion, needs to happen. But then you know how does that sit with the council and etc and who owns that and how do we get that done and you know how far in advance do you guys have to plan at dunstable uh and how, how does it all work so a lot of people a lot of fans would be interested to hear that i know a lot of people have asked me in the past of like how how that all works and especially about that like, astro chive coming in the creasy because that, mm. i think I, we definitely over the last two to three weeks i know it's been very frustrating that we've had to have some games postponed again yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of um, the on the field 
issues in terms of the actual ground that obviously still resides with the council. So, well, potentially at this current time resides with the council, but obviously they're going through transition at this current time. So I was having a chat with one of them today about like getting the smallest of purchases done at this current time for the town council because they don't know whether they'll still have the tender. They're in, at the situation at this, at this current time. Why would they spend the money if they don't own uh, have the opportunity to run? So that's the coming afterwards? up for that's coming up for tender. Is it? So set, can yeah, anyone? Can, I mean, can anyone? I'm, how does that work, Matt? Can anyone apply to take over the? Is that kind of kind of whoever wins that tender takes over the ownership of Creasy Park? Is that right? They have the essentially the lease to, to run Creasy Park. Um, as I said, it, it's currently Dunstall Town Council that lease it from. Uh, done uh, from Central Beds Council, but yeah, every come anyone could have put in a tender to to run Creasy Park. I think at this current time we chose not to just because you need certain financial backing and it's it's a whole rigmarole of um you know regulation and ownership and um proof that you have enough uh, finances to do it. And when I say proof, that that's not just you know a reserve of. Twenty, thirty thousand pounds. I mean, you need a lot of money because mm. the ground needs a lot of money. Because, as you say, the the pitch needs a bit of renovation. The uh, ATP one uh, needs to be refurbished altogether because that's like three or four years overdue at, at this current time. Oh, wow. That's all money that whoever takes over has to be spending out. So you know, it's as as much as there are people that feel as though uh, they could take over the the business uh, of Creasy Park. Yeah, the whoever ends up with it uh, are going to have to have major backing. So I don't think um, there's going to be you know, the likes of us or AFC who will take it. I might be wrong. You never know. Mm. Any but, any chance that the two could come together? It's a bit like the Avengers, AFC and a- AFC, AFC and Dutch. And, and, and when I say come together, I don't mean merge as a football team. I mean as no. in, is it something? I mean, we've we've kind of had this chat of, but I know a lot of fans are generally interested. You don't have to give away mm-hmm. any uh, any trade secrets here, obviously. Um, but you know. Um, AFC Dunstable and Dunstable Town sitting around the table going, hey, let's pull our resources for the sake of the ground. I'm not saying that we merge as a football team. I'm saying for the sake of Creasy Park, is that something in the future? Is it something visible? Obviously, I might be completely barking up the wrong tree here, but I know fans are more than frustrated with the the amount of games that get called off at Creasy Mm. Park. And the more the fact that, you know, you might not have ground staff on a Saturday and things like that because, you know, and that's not the council's fault. They don't work on the weekends. That's not their fault as frustrated as we get. Is that something, Matt, that maybe down the line could be looked at? I mean, I hope I don't speak out uh, when I say this, um, uh, you know, as vice chair, but I mean, never say never is Mm. my opinion to that. Um, and that's only my opinion. That's not the the board's decision. No, no, but it's in its way. You can never like it, it makes sense, really. And um, yeah. it sounds easy. That's the problem. It's easy. It's yeah. words, but like you said, Matt, it's it's dash astronomical money, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the trouble. I, even if we was to pull both clubs' resources, I don't think either of us have got a, a cool half mil uh, dotted down the back of the sofa uh, to actually take over. Scotty but, um, would have to arrange the walks of all walks. <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh City away in a friendly. Yeah, I mean, just again, just my opinion. I just don't see us ever coming together as a club, as in, you know, United, uh, Dunstable, AFC Dunstable, uh, football club. But you never, you can never uh, rule out anything in terms of, you know, something which mutually benefits both clubs. In terms of the other bits and pieces uh, for Dunstable Town, though, you mentioned about what sort of planning we're doing. Um, we're actually, because obviously, 
uh, only it's only been what two, three seasons since we've become fan owned, a mm-hmm. proper community club. Once again, as I say, the only uh, real only one. community club within the town. Um, so we're going through this the current stage at this current time of creating almost like a five year strategy plan, which is, is exciting to to see. Um, it you know I've obviously got a business background. You know the the business that I work for, we've got a five year plan because. If you want to uh, be here in five years, 10 years, 15, however many years uh, later, you do need to have a strong position. If your business um, ever goes out of business, something's gone drastically, drastically <laughs> wrong. For those that don't know what Matt does for a living, um, to quote a film, he sees dead people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as as I say, where we're going through at this current time, it's, it's really exciting to see that we're taking this business seriously. The the current board of directors, and um, you know, will we be together as a board of directors as is current board of directors forever? No, but I think we're really lucky that the the directors that we have at this current time are guiding the club in the right direction. And whenever we hand over to the next uh, round of board of directors, they'll inherit a club with in that's going to be in a good financial place with a good strategy moving forward um, and a strategy that you know works for everybody we're not trying to be too many things to too many people we are trying to help mental health within the local area uh, eliminate loneliness and essentially you know make sure that, that there is uh, football to be played by everybody and mm. uh, be as successful as we can yeah no very good points well made Matt just finishing up mate um what does the rest of the season look like for Dunstable now? We've got, obviously, we've got a lot of injured players coming yeah. back. We're still missing Dunny, which I still think is a big, big loss. I hope he's OK. Mm-hmm. I miss seeing his old man at games, actually. He's a really yeah. guy. How does the rest of the season look? Obviously, we've got Real Bedford back-to-back. Uh, then I think we're away to Leverstock Green. Then I yeah, think that's in the Gladwish Cup. Honestly, Matt, some of these. I swear, I think you just make <laughs> these names up. Um, and then we travel to Potton away yeah uh, at the end of the month so you know a bit of a bit of a mixed bag coming up um i mean in my opinion i i, I i'd break it down into mini runs i'm not quite with the dirks 14 15 games unbeaten i would gladly take a six seven eight game mini run you know mm-hmm. win six draw two throw a loss in there somewhere i don't think we've quite got that 14 15 game i'm not there yet I think we have got that six games, win six, get us right up there into yeah. like the cusp of the playoffs. And then I think once we're there, that's the thing with us. I think we, I just want to get us there. And I think that's where we are as a football team right now. I think we've got the ability and I think we've got the quality to get into them playoffs. The only thing that worries me at the minute, and I think Joe's alluded to it, and we is the consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, Joe said in his post game today, no football team's ever going to play well for like 90, 94, 95, 96. God knows how many bloody minutes we play now. You know, you're not going to do it the whole game, but what I want us to be is consistent. We say as fans all the time, wow, Dunst- second half Dunstable Town turns up for 80 minutes of, you know, that game, we probably win nine out of 10 games that yeah. we play. If the Dunstable Town turns up that we saw today or that we maybe saw at like at Sawbridgeworth and play like you know, Crawley Green didn't play great in the first half. And it, mm. it takes a Joe Deeney kind of like I think they they need to believe in themselves a bit more. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't take Joe to go in there at halftime and say, Hey lads, you're actually very good football players. You know what I mean? And we are we do have a group of very, very talented football players I just think sometimes they don't believe in themselves for whatever reason so for me it's breaking the season down into mini 
mini blocks of 10 now. I'd say yep. out of the next 10, yeah, you want to win all 10. Go and win, go and win eight of them. Set your target of winning them eight games. Great. If you if you if you win 10, bracken, brilliant. Win eight, look at the next 10. Win seven out of that. You might draw a couple, you might lose a couple. If you put them together in blocks of 10, come the middle of April, me and you are sitting there going, Matt, hang on a minute. We're we're in the playoffs. Yeah. We're, we're a place outside the playoffs. And where we were on the 13th of January, having to slowly get on that run, I genuinely believe that this team and this squad have got the ability to go on these little mini runs. Yeah, there's going to be bumps in the road and we're all going to get frustrated and we're all going to say shit that we probably shouldn't say. And we're going to you know players, management, fans. It's going to happen. I think for me though, mate, if we break it down into little blocks of 10 and think 10 games, 10 games, I think come April, we generally might look at each other and go, Matt, we're in the playoffs. We're, we're, yeah. we're in that fifth. Is it top five, top six? Uh, so, play? yeah, the, the, the top same one the... goes up automatically. Then and then the two, three, four, four and five. Okay. Correct, yeah. There's no reason why we couldn't aim for the fifth or fourth spot going mm-hmm. on, you know, if you just break it down. And if, the, I don't know if you agree with me, the consistency for me is the key. We have yeah. to be consistent in what we're doing and in the way we play. Once we're consistent, like we saw it last season, we went on that amazing run near the end of the season. We were turning up and we were just like 70, 80, 90. Some games where I was like, we dominated the whole game. We were brilliant. You know, we were really, really good. How important is it for you now that we get the consistency as a football team? Uh, completely important at the minute. So I was having a look at the league table earlier on after the uh, latest round of results. So we are in eighth place at the minute. Uh, we have two games in hand over FC Romania, who's sitting fifth. We we win our two games in hand. Sorry, when we win our two games like in it. hand. I like it. Um, we are five points off um, FC Romania. Still some, some work to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, and as I say, we do still have MK Irish and Real Bedford to play twice. But at the same time, um, we haven't lost at home yet. We have 10 games to play at home. So that's hopefully 30 points. For me, we have to create a bit of a fortress at Creasy. It has to be the place where people are worried about coming um, to give us any chance of uh, getting there. And then we have to, you know, do what we did at Colney and grind some results out. I Honestly, don't don't get me wrong. It was a bit frustrating in the first half against Colney uh, when there wasn't much football actually happening. Much, but... much, quite none. <laughs> I was being, ge- I was being generous. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but if I uh, came away every week and we won one nil because there was a yeah. soft penalty or it's come off the arse, I, care. I wouldn't give okay. a shit. January I wouldn't care, care mate. Honestly, yeah. if it if it went in off someone's ass every game and we won one yeah. and even Joe today, like there was ten minutes left to, and he turned around to the fans. He's like, "No apologies here. We're just going to lump the ball in the corner." And I'm like, "Joe, yeah. I don't give a damn. Just win the game." And I think sometimes this fan don't get me wrong. I think because we all watch Premier League and Champions, you all, you come to football to be entertained. Yeah. The, the, the the structure in the world of football has changed drastically. Even non-league now. But you used to go to watch a non-league game. Yeah, you know, there was a scrappy one nil. It's someone on the thigh and it went in, and you were mm-hmm. happy. Now I think the way that the modern era of football is, and it's changed so much that yeah, you want to be entertained, you want to play free, and great. We, you know, look at the start of again last start of last season when the pitches were all lovely and the sun was shining yeah. and the birds are tweeting and we were, you can get the ball down on the floor and you can play your football. Well, that ultimately didn't get us where we wanted to be, which was step yeah. four football. So if we now go from January the 13th, where me and you sit now, till the end of the season, winning everything 1-0 or 2-1, and it's butt ugly, and it's, yeah, we yeah. probably get frustrated at the game. Every, you know, we all say stuff. and But if I sit here in April and go, Matt, we've 
not played we're great successful. in every game, but we're in the playoffs, mate. Yeah. Just to watch some meaningful football when the season's done and we, you, me and you go, we still got another two games here. Yeah. You know, we've um, got a absolutely. chance. All you well, ask for is a chance. And that's yeah. all I think that the message to these lads, and they all, they're all good enough. We, I know we can do it. Again, it just comes back to doing it on a consistent level because I genuinely, genuinely believe that this team could be in step four next season if everything comes right for us. And that's not, that's not guaranteed. That, that's through hard work. That's through fucking, you know, going away on a Tuesday night to some god-awful place and winning 1-0. Or games like last weekend, like you made a great point, Matt. Last weekend was probably one of the worst games of football I think I've ever seen in my entire effing life. <laughs> no, no shots on goal. No sh- open play, absolutely nothing. Desi might as well just pulled up a magazine and just chilled. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. You know, you, but if you read their Twitter, my God, you think they'd been at... Oh, yeah, point. you think you peppered the goal, honestly. I think we'd peppered the goal. Oh, Dunster, oh, they, there's been a robbery at Colney. <laughs> what? I mean, you didn't... Say, but we, we might as well... Desi might as well come and stood with us. That's yeah, how bad absolutely. that game was. But if, as boring as it'll be, if we've done that from now to the end of the season, mate, and we've got 1-0 wins, and we're in them playoffs... I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't actually care, mate. It, no, it, give me both. I mean, you raised an interesting point about what Joe was saying to you guys uh, about 10 minutes ago. And I think that shows that we have maybe um, developed a bit since last season. So, I'm a partner those, at home last season. Yeah, for those who don't <laughs> remember last season, I don't, I'm, I'd be surprised if you don't because it's etched on my bloody memory. I still have you know, nightmares. five minutes to go and, and then we get the player sent off and then they score with the last kick of the game. Mm. And then um, I saw Danny Webb, you know, running towards. Uh, the opposition's half and rather than uh, go on goal and take two or three players on just dragged it into the corner yeah. just nice easy uh, I, just I, think that, I just think Webby just runs man. Uh, <laughs> he, he probably doesn't drive to work I guarantee you he probably runs to work he yeah. just, I just well, runs he, around his even office even when he wasn't running as I say in the corner he held that ball up and had like I think three players in, in the, the corner when he just put his foot on the ball back. yeah yeah and literally uh, he kept all three of them off and you know I don't care I couldn't give two tosses about it at the end of yeah. the day he wound the clock down uh we was able to get the 2-0 win and everyone goes mm. lessons learned i think i think we've awesome. i think as a group we've learned from like them them games like pot and last season and yeah. joe even said it like when they chatting to him last season and i've spoke to him loads this season and he's like we need to learn lessons and yes. today was a prime example pot and last year you know what i mean they, they did they weren't the team that they were last year uh, no. when we played him. But yeah, I think it was it was lessons learned. Today was a great three points for the lads. Trem- yeah. Absolutely. The second half, Andrew was, I thought was tremendous. Second oh, half, absolutely. Harry Bowman got his man in a match. Danny, every, everyone to a man in that second half. Rory, when he come on, I thought was tremendous. You're bringing big Nimi on, like Joe says, with, with the last five minutes of the game, just to put him at the back. I think yeah. the lads can be very, very, very proud of the performance that they put in today to get us, you know, another three points in the bag. And a huge, huge week coming up for Dunstable Town Football Club. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tremendous to be. Tremendous to be back uh, podcasting about after a, after a Dunstable Town win, mate. But, um, <laughs> that is, um, we only, we only uh, pod when we're winning. We only pod <laughs> when we're winning or when Andy's not moving or getting divorced. I don't know what's going on. Um, but anything coming up at the club, Matt, that you need to make us aware of, buddy, before we get out of here? Well, a, a few of you may have seen that I tweeted this week in regards to our first hospitality uh, package that we sold last week, or oh, the week before, sorry, against Crawley Green. Um, just so it's to Gordon know. Ramsay, I've noticed as well. I've seen a few pictures. Yeah. Is, is that your handiwork? No, I, if only I, I burn beans on toast, mate. Right. That's, that's to, I just wanted to clarify. You hadn't turned into Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no, to be fair to, to Jackie, my wife, uh, she is doing a great job over there with her team of Angel and Molly. Um, 
looked after everybody who was there for the day. You know, it's, it's just, for me, step five clubs don't usually do what we're mm. trying to do. Uh, but it's, you know, what because just because we're a step five club, why shouldn't we try and put on something a bit more quality for people? So there's plenty of um, hospitality available for people. Uh, it's £32 each um, or up to 10 people for £300. You get entry into the grounds, uh, alcoholic drinks, hot a hot meal. Uh, and if you do take on the, the £300 one, you also choose the man of the match and get to spend some time with... Um, some some people from the club to have a chat about the club and yeah we, we generally try and make people as welcome as possible and yeah for 32 pounds or 30 pounds per person when you think about it for you know for alcoholic drinks and tea and coffee and food it's a bargain so get in contact with us at the club uh at jackie.dunstalltownfc at gmail.com and book your speak to the, might to speak to the regiment alcohol drinks included or for the whole day yeah don't tell Scotty, he'll just drag ten, he'll drag 10 people off the street. Limited means, alcohol. Oh, so, limited alcohol. I'm <laughs> sorry, my bad. Okay, you yeah, a little caveat answers. in there, mate. Uh, but, Matty, it's been good to be back podcasting with you, my friend. Always good to Absolutely, talk about mate. a Dunstable Town win, mate. Uh, so, we are at home on Tuesday, all being well with the weather, because it's going to be minus four on Tuesday. But all being well, we are home to Real Bedford this Tuesday. Then the following Saturday, we travel to the league leaders, Real Bedford, next Saturday. So it'd be great if you can come and support the mighty Dunstable Town. And then we are away to Leverstock Green in the Cup the following Tuesday. And then Tuesday, potting away, yeah, right. and then potting away right, yeah. Saturday in the league. But Matty, always a pleasure to see you, mate. Good to catch up with you today. Uh, we'll too, be mate. back with a we'll be back with our full podcast now. We're back up and rolling, and I am in my love, lovely new humble abode. I've got my internet set up and my microphone's back, mate. So uh, we can get back to doing this on the weekly, mate. But it's been good to catch up with you mate and um, i'll hopefully see you on tuesday my friend fingers crossed my friend see you soon no way. ladies and gentlemen this has been the talk of the town podcast i've been your host andy burrows with the amazing matty carrington till next time everybody as always up them mighty blues <laughs>